Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, yes. but my mic sucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's working now. Cool, man. <laughs> cool. So I will start now. We have with us someone who started his journey in mobile app from back in 2011, and he got uh, multiple apps in the top top charts of App Store and Play Store. He got multiple uh, downloads to those apps, and he got organically and uh, he got uh, his app multiple apps featured on the App Store and Google Play. And he also got uh, app rank in the uh, App Store using his organic strategies App Store optimization. And his name is none other than Stu Young. and he is now helping other people's other companies and other people uh, on how to 10x their apps or uh, app downloads so welcome to you thanks servish thanks for having me i'm super excited to be here i'm super excited to have you <laughs> this is first interview man <laughs> 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 thanks for uh, coming here so uh, could you share more more about you yeah so i mean <clears throat> excuse me I started in the app space in 2011. Decided to start a podcast because for me, I was always doing it on the side. You know, a lot of people I talk to, they're either they're just starting out or they're doing it on the side. And I just, just try to. I was like, I want to do a podcast. You know, I listened to a lot of podcasts, and I was like, I would love to do one. And I didn't want to do on general business. And so it finally, hit me one day that it's like, oh, I have an app business that makes. And at the time, it was making like 500 to maybe 1,500 dollars a month. So just on the side, it was nice. And I was like, you know what? Apps are growing. Let me start a podcast on apps and try to learn from my heroes in the space to see if I can grow my app downloads and turn the side business into a legitimate business. And so I started doing that in 2013, and then six months after starting the podcast, I ended up building up an audience who then started coming to me for marketing help. And so after that, I had the confidence to then say, "All right, I'm going to go out on my own." Think there's enough clients here now, Dervish. I thought because of the podcast, I was just going to be building apps and creating more apps. You know, I found out that the path that I actually took <laughs> is helping clients with their app downloads. So primarily ASO, Apple features. We do a little bit of paid acquisition, but more the organic downloads and coming up with different hacks that and growth hacks that allow an indie developer to really grow downloads without spending a lot of money. Nice, nice. So I'm also starting a journey in podcast from podcast. From in, I was in game development and now starting in podcast, so I feel like it's 2013 for me, <laughs> for you in two, so same like me in 2020 now, feel like that. So nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So man, uh, when you started, uh, what are the difficulties you faced, and what are the same difficulties the people in 2020 might face, and how you can help uh, them avoid that? Man, back when I started, it was so much easier to get exposure, right? Like it was like you put it in the <laughs> app store. 2011, I put it in the app store. And I would get thousands of downloads for free, right? These days, it's not so much. And so these days, I feel like the biggest mistake app developers and game developers—I know that's what your audience is—they make the mistake of, "I love creating games. I love playing games, yeah, right? Exactly. Let me create some games and let me just put it in the app store, and that's it, right?" And not treating it as a business. And so, kind of thinking through, how is this? How am I going to monetize? How am I going to make money? How am I going to get exposure? Where are these people? And then thinking through like a normal business would, right? Like we have to think about all these little parameters. And I think game developers, the biggest mistake is, I saw this game, I there are things wrong with it. I can make it better, and it's too similar. And they try to make it too similar and launch it, thinking that they'll get the same success. And it's not those days, because back in the days, you could reskin a game and then copy the ASO, and then boom, and you're you would make fortunes. 
Yeah, but not, it's, it's so much harder these days. So these days, it's really thinking through your complete marketing plan, how you're going to monetize, how you're going to grow. And it's just, you can't just rely on ASO anymore. You're going to have to, one of your questions is, you're going to have to pay downloads, right? And you're going to have to figure that out. And so, so all, those, all those have changed. Yeah, so that was the question. Uh, the other question was like, uh, uh, is paid, uh, paid downloads necessary when you are starting to get initial kick? I think it helps, right? And especially on Google Play, it's going to certainly help. Because what I found is, like Google, because they're so sophisticated with SEO and ASO is now just a, you know, a stepbrother or a brother or sister of <laughs> SEO. Yeah, it takes time, right? Like Google, you right. can't just launch a website and boom, you're on the first page. And so it takes time. Like having those paid downloads certainly help with getting that traction, getting the algorithm going for Google Play. So all that helps. I know a lot of people can't afford it, but yes, if you have the budget, that's what I would figure out mm -hmm. is people spend so much money on developing and not saving enough money for the marketing side. So have a little bit of budget mm -hmm. that you can spend on marketing too. And uh, how much minimum one should invest in uh, paid? I say anywhere from a, you know, 500 to a thousand bucks. If you can afford a thousand, I would do it because here's how the big game developers do it, right? They soft launch in a country and they try to get the first 1000 users and then they try to get the next 5,000 and then the 10,000, right? And right. sometimes they're rich, like, they'll just scrap the game. If the metrics exactly. aren't holding up, treating it like a business, right? If the metrics and the LTV and the retentions aren't holding up, they'll be like, you know what? We spent a lot of money on this game, but we're just going to can it. And so that's why I implore, I tell game developers, try to get their first thousand downloads and just see what happens mm -hmm. to the users. Are they sticking around? Is this a hyper casual game? I mean, a hyper casual game, you're not going to have a long time retention, right? You're exactly. not going to worry about day 30, day 90. You just want to make money quick in that day 17 or day 14 time frame, And so you want to recycle as much as possible. And that's where having that paid acquisition helps. So really thinking through like a business, if I'm hyper casual, I'm going to have to focus on the first 14 days and making as much money as I can during those days. And then if I'm more mid core type of thing, like, you know, like a, a match three type of game where people are going to come back routinely, then you got a longer life cycle. So maybe you're not going to show ads right away. You're going to sort of slowly build in the right. monetization as they go because you want them to be sticking around a lot longer. True, true. So means uh, like, uh, like you give example of big companies. So like uh, who are in indie game development who, who are uh, having minimum budget or little limited budget. So they are not means uh, they cannot afford to spend months uh, thousands of dollars. So what, uh, what are the KPIs they should keep in mind while getting paid downloads like if you are how much retention they should uh, go after before stopping the paid ads or before scaling the paid ads or something like that kps yeah so the retention numbers that i would try to aim for are probably going to be anywhere from 30 to 50 percent for day one okay and then when you get to that day 30 mm -hmm. you're trying to probably aim for that 10 to 20 percent okay. really small numbers right and days and right? d7 <laughs> day seven yeah right so day seven, I think would be anywhere from 20 to 30 would be a good number to hit. And so there's a bunch of numbers out there that you can Google, but that's, those are the numbers I would focus on. Now, if you're hyper casual, hyper casual, then you want a really, really want day one high retention rate, right? So 70 to, you know, 90%. And then day seven, probably like 50 to 70% and then figure that out. Cause you know, I've had people on the podcast and I can't remember the exact numbers, mm -hmm. but Voodoo, a big oh, publisher for hyper casual yes, they're 50, games. They require 50 percent, right, right? Yeah, they're going after those numbers. So you probably know those numbers better than I do. But it's like they're going after those numbers. If they don't see those numbers, like no, we're not going to publish your game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Cool, cool. So that's what I would recommend. If you have no budget, like go, right. go like pitch voodoo, right? Cause they're going to exactly. spend some money on your game and they don't even care about monetization. They're like, I don't care. Just something exactly. simple. They're going to spend a little bit of money on it. And then you're going to see the metrics and you'd be like, Oh, and it wasn't your money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, and then <laughs> exactly. if they say no, then you probably should build a better game. Exactly. So that's the other question. Like uh, sometimes people test with voodoo. So, uh, like I've tested several games with them and the retention was around 35 to 40. So they do not get because they want 50% retention to accept and do deal with us. So what the guidelines you will give to indie developers? Should they change the game and try new game or should they can release the game on their own using ASO or they should scrap? What's the your advice on that? Was it 50% for day seven or 50% for day one? Day one for 30%. For Voodoo, they require day one 50% and okay. day seven not 20%. Okay. 20%. Okay. That's good numbers. So I just want to make sure that the audience is clear with that. Here's what I would recommend. If you want to publish it and you feel confident that it is good, mm-hmm. then publish it on your own or ask Voodoo. They probably, you know, if you've got a good enough relationship, like, Hey, is there anything I can do better with this game? Because mm-hmm. then they'll, they'll help you. The other thing to recognize, and you know, I've had multiple big game, indie game developers like Crossy Road, Color Switch on. It wasn't their first, right? It wasn't right. their second. It wasn't their 30th. Crossy Road was, you know, he's been making games since he was 12 and he built a lot of different games and had that relationship with Apple to get that feature. With Color Switch, David's a great story where he worked with the publisher, but that was his 41st game, right? I remember Angry Bird was their 51st game. I heard that. Yeah, Angry Bird's 51. So like these numbers are ridiculous. So I would say like, if you really believe in it, then maybe shop it around, pitch other developers. But if the metrics aren't there, just be like, all right, maybe I'll publish it just get just to get it out there and feel like, okay, I did something, you know, you want to ship it, but then start working on new titles. Cause I think you're all, we're all smart people. You're going to come up with different games as you continually build. You're like, Oh, you know what? This, this wasn't great. So let me put this little element into the next game and let's see if I, that retention increases. Yes. Yes. So yeah, true. That's and then coming to means uh, uh, in releasing, suppose if we release the game around 40 to 50% retention mark. So means what are the guidelines for a, so should we go after the similar game title names or should we create our own niche or some, could you give advice on that? Yeah. So like with hyper casual, I don't think that ASO is that important because Who's searching exactly. for a ball that goes up in color, changes <laughs> color, right? Or, or uh, a little rabbit or chicken that crosses the road, right? And so I don't think ASO personally is that important for hyper casual games. Like if mm-hmm. it's going to be a voodoo type of game, it's ASO. I'm sure voodoo does no type of ASO, right? Exactly. And so mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry too much about that. But if you have a sort of like a mid-core game Very that's cool. matched to your logic puzzles or crossword puzzles, things that people are going to be searching for that type of game, then ASO becomes important. And so what I'll say is before, while you're building, building the game, because I know your audience is game developers, right? They're right. going to know how to make games. And so things to focus on from an ASO perspective are going to be your bundle IDs. So okay. Google play and Apple, they're both indexing the bundle IDs, the little okay. string mm-hmm. make sure you call things the right. You have those good keywords in that bundle dot coms dot, you know, crossword puzzles mm-hmm. dot whatever you want to call it right mm-hmm. domain.com mm-hmm. and then with apple same thing the other thing is in-app purchases actually are indexed as well and so start paying attention to that mm-hmm. and so those are the little things that you can start thinking about as you are building a game what kind of bundle ids because once you launch it you can't change those things exactly. anymore right mm-hmm. except the in-app purchases but yeah, so that was really like uh, regarding in-app purchase so they are um, is they index the in-app purchase as well uh, their titles and name 
app I'm store means uh, regarding you share mentioned that uh, have keyword in your in app purchase uh, package as well so do yeah. uh, google and app store both uh, uh, index that i know positively 100% that the app store does ios but i'm not sure about google play okay cool cool nice and regarding means what are the means other advice on title uh, should we include the title uh, keyword in the title and subheading as well or should we only include keyword one time in the title yeah the with apple like you should put it in the title you should optimize the subtitle as well i haven't found that repeating it helps because back in the day you could repeat it and it helps exactly. it does help <laughs> but now it doesn't help as much and so what i would do is just put in the title title is going to be the most important subtitle is important on Google Play, what we found is having more social proof in the short description is actually more important because yes, having those keywords are good, maybe a couple of different keywords, but like number one rated blah, 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 right? And so we did, we A-B test this with a client and we saw a good uplift. It wasn't like huge, but like 11% uplift by changing the subtitle to be more social proof oriented so we'd said like eight hundred thousand numbers included blah 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 you know try to convert users rather than stuff keywords right okay, and so we did an a b test on that and we saw that the short description if we have that that's good with google play like there's not much that's shown so it's an app icon it's the app title and i think it's a short description that's all that's shown in the search results and so those are the three parameters that i would start testing with because we noticed that you know app icons really in the big game developers i just interviewed somebody from tilting point they're always testing the app icons app icon, you know, what's yes, shown. Right. and then I on iOS, the screenshots are shown. So you're constantly testing the screenshots and seeing what mm -hmm. messaging actually works on there. And with iOS, you can't just AB test like you can on Google play. So you're going to have to run some search ads to test mm -hmm. AB test those screenshots. So do you have any, uh, means, uh, advice on how to means uh, AB test on app store, anything to app AB test the icon or something like that. What's that? Means uh, any uh, any means uh, tool there is there any tool to A/B test uh, on uh, App Store? No, <laughs> and there are tools, but I don't personally like them. Right. And I've heard mixed stories with them, like split mm -hmm. metrics, and that's the big one that allow you to sort of implement it. You know, the people that Fun Run I interviewed, and they said they A/B tested different app icons on Facebook and just said which one performed better. They went with that, and so they actually had the bloodier one perform better on for fun run <laughs> they decide not to use that one they're like ah oh, that's probably too too bloody for the for so the now every fight game will add the blood in the icon <laughs> yeah exactly exactly man nice yeah. nice and regarding the google play store description i read that uh, you have to include the five times keyword uh, keyword you have to include five times in the description is that true or uh, what are the numbers it's not i don't think it's the the amount of times it's the density so okay. anywhere from two to 3% mm -hmm. is the optimal way of presenting that. And so I would say two to 3%, it's not the number of times. It's just, there are, and I, I found some tools out there that I want to share, but essentially there are some tools that show you the keyword density of your long description. So mm -hmm. you want to aim for that two to 3% frame because Google, you know, they're smart. Like you don't want to right. spam it, but if you stay within that two to 3% frame, you're going to be okay. Cool. Cool. Thanks, man. And the yeah, cup, yeah, couple of more questions. So the another question is, how do you means find the latest trends on mobile apps or games in general? Like what is what and what will be the upcoming trends in the 2020? Uh, we should uh, look for. Yeah, so I've actually 
got a podcast going up today with, I would check out Game Refinery. I think they're really doing a cool job. They're like game analytics for game developers and they show you like the first time experience. So from a monetization standpoint, we talked a lot about rewarded videos, obviously, and then the battle pass system. And so I'm not too familiar with the battle pass system, but I would read up on it. And the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, Fortnite made it popular, Clash of Clans, all these huge humongous games are putting in battle pass systems. So they're more seasonal and they, mm-hmm. they help with that conversion aspect okay. of it. With games, you know, I feel like you just got to study the top charts, right? Mm-hmm. You just have to figure out how to remix it. And if you think about color switch, and I love David's model for doing this, he wasn't the first one to come up with the ball jumping. Right? There was a game called Flight from an, another friend. And I was like, David, this looks like Flight. And he's like, oh, yeah, I looked at it. And I was like, this is a cool concept. But he looked at other elements like Uno and all these board games. And they have this switching color, right? Switch color, switch color. And they're like, he's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So he sort of just blended those two together and said, oh, this is the way to do it. I'm going to make this feature which is the color switching. It's not the part of the main game, but it's just a feature of the game. I'm going to make it the main part of the game. And he's going to utilize the flight mechanics. If you look at flight and you look at color switch, they're pretty much the same mechanic, but I love the color switch idea because it adds a little bit more dimension to it. And so that's what I would start thinking about is if you see a popular title, think about real world games that have been around forever. And that's what David talks about is real world games like Uno, Mario, Super Mario, all these things that have been around, how can you bring different elements into a game that you're like, this is pretty easy to build. How do I build a real, you know, like how do I make this even cooler? That's how I would do that. Yeah, keep playing games. Like download all the voodoo ones, all the ones that are in the top charts, download them, learn from the mechanics. Oh, I really love this mechanic. I really love how they did this. And that's pretty much the best way to stay in trends. Nice, nice, nice tips, man. And the final question is, I know you are short on time. So the final question is, uh, all the time, man. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Nice. Cool. So means, uh, uh, what are the means tips on how to get featured on app store or Google play store and how to get into that uh, sneaky team? I've shared this in the past and still works. So each platform has their own forms. So find them. Google play makes it a little bit more secret, but iOS is appstore.com slash promote utilize them with games. You want to promote it before it goes out. So I'll give you a couple of tips with Google. There's a beta version, right? So always do that beta because Mm -hmm. you can get featured in that beta version and get tremendous amounts of downloads. A couple of my friends like, Oh, I got like 5,000 downloads a day because I'm being featured in the beta section. He's like, he didn't want to launch, right? (laughs) He's like, I'm not launching because I'm, I don't want to get those downloads away. So it got it automatically got featured or he posted some email to Google or something. Yeah, no, he got, he got featured just because Google saw it, right? Google's more, I go, based on algorithms. And so if you can drive that initial traffic, maybe find a Reddit subreddit, wherever you can do to drive traffic to that, game while it's in pre-order like beta version that's going to help out because it's all there with apple same thing there's a pre-order version and usually there are we got a client featured in that pre-order section so definitely utilize that right and with with apple here's what i've shared in the past is try to find an app store manager on linkedin right you can put app store in the linkedin search does that really work It works, dude. It works even better when you're not in the US. So don't try to pitch the US. If your developer country is in India or Australia or Canada, go after those people. And the key is to make sure that you have some rapport. 
So I saw this tip and I love this because I got this cold email from somebody, right? <laughs> I'm going to share this tip with you because I'm like, this is brilliant. So they're like, hey, Darvish, love your YouTube channel. You know, your interview with Steve was amazing. So you want to build a little bit of rapport, right? So on LinkedIn, you can do a lot of this. You're like, where did they work? Keep it short, right? Here's what's cool about it, but build rapport from the very start. You don't want to be like, hey, Darvish, look, can you look at my game and feature us? You don't want to do that, right? You want to build a little bit of rapport. Be like, hey, something cool about them that you know that makes them do research, right? And then the PS is the, the person that PS me was very valuable PS. So he said, PS, my aunt went to UC Davis and that's the same college I went, right? Uh, so I know that he did some research. And secondly, I have no way to verify who the hell his aunt is, <laughs> right? And so you can be like, my cousin went to UC Davis. It's like, I, can't, I don't even know which cousin you're talking about and I have no way to verify. So instead of him saying like, I went to UC Davis, which I can easily verify, he said, my aunt went to UC Davis. I was like, that's a good one. Nice. And then I'll give you another tip. Mm -hmm. the, so one app store manager that I reached out to personally, I searched for him on LinkedIn. You know, all this takes like five minutes if you want to put in the work, right? I went on his LinkedIn and I found out that he met Tony Hawk. So I was just like, and I kept searching, right? I didn't want the latest LinkedIn post because that's too easy, right? So I just kept scrolling, scrolling, something looking cool, something cool. And I was like, oh, shit, he met Tony Hawk, the skateboarder. And so my subject line was, you met Tony Hawk, like exclamation mark, right? And then I was like, hey, Jordan, blah, 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 blah. And I made that pitch. And then he replied and he's like, yeah, that's a cool game. I'm going to forward it on. So it's these little things because everybody's getting pitch. But how do you make your pitch stand out? You have to do these little tactics to really make your pitch stand out. Nice, nice. So uh, means that uh, like uh, when I go to LinkedIn and search for means I get one question like they might be getting uh, they might be knowing this same trick like we might be getting into their sneaky uh, inbox with using this trick. Trick. So is that really works? So uh, currently right now in 2020, because they may be Dude, aware that we will do that. Yes, I got a client featured in 2020, and I I thought his app was okay at best because of this LinkedIn strategy. Uh -huh. And he was somebody who we did all the research for this client and he found out that they went to this, they grew up in the same town. So the subject line was like, Hey, from one Midwesterner to another. And then he changed it around. He's like, Hey, I grew up in a nearby town, blah, blah, blah. And here's my app, you know? And so it, it's about finding some mutual rapport with somebody because we're all humans man right we don't want to be pitched but if we find some similarities between each other then that helps out a lot more than anything else so i mean that's powerful right like i told you i was born in burma mm -hmm. and for the longest time dervish i thought samosas were burmese food my, 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 my <laughs> no they never told no, me they're mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, you know, and we, we say aloo as well, which means potato. But my wife is half Indian and she's like, faluda is not Burmese. I was like, what? <laughs> Samosas, not Burmese. I was like, what? This Good morning. <laughs> All my favorite foods, not Burmese food. They're Indian food. Anyways. Cool, cool. Nice, nice. Nice, man. So you shared a lot of tricks and hacks with us. Thanks for coming and thanks for sharing any parting ways like uh, what you want to give any last advice and how people can connect with you. Yeah, man. So I think parting words would be keep building it, right? Like it's never that first one. Maybe it's not your second one. Maybe it is going to be your 41st one like David. Maybe it's going to be your 51st one like the Angry Birds guys. And so you, your 
audience has the skills to make these games. So don't give up. Just keep trying, iterating on it and be quick with it. Like David said, look, I didn't spend a lot of time on this. I just quickly developed the game, showed it off my friends and got like real good feedback and then just launched it. Right. And so you're going to find different elements of what you learn from each launch and just keep doing it because I think you guys got the skill sets. I don't have the skill sets to just make these games. Right. And so keep doing it. Like a lot of times we hear these stories and you just hear the, like the success and you don't hear like the constant working underneath. And so think of that. And then if you guys want to learn more, just check out appmasters.com. I'm sure Dervish will link to our YouTube channel as well. We share a lot of ASO tips and not a lot of game stuff, but Dervish, this was awesome, man. I'm super excited that you're mm -hmm. doing this. And I'm super excited Thanks, that man. you said yes to me coming on to this. <laughs> yes, man. Thanks for the opportunity and that mail. <laughs> Glad I re replied to that mail. Yeah, brother. <laughs> cool, man. So, yeah, guys. So, I will link uh, the appmasters.co in the description. Do check out and do say hi to Steve. He's cool and yeah, really young guy <laughs> with the, um, young motivation to inspire others and 10x your app and games. So, see you.